0: there, how's it going everybody? That's right, if you can hear my voice, it is another magical episode of the Coven Podcast, uh, where we take all things feminism related, all things geeky related, mash them together and see what we get, and typically that's a horrendous state of affairs, unfortunately, Uh, especially when it comes to this episode where we're talking about uh, transgender representation in our favorite nerdy medias, or the glaring lack thereof. Uh, well. I am your host. Yeah, really. Uh, I'm your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today is the Druid of the Decibels, Cora Wilson. And?
1: Nothing yet, CJ okay. Streetman.
0: That's okay. We'll get there we'll one get day. There. It's a journey. Maybe today. The Maybe trio today will be completed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we chose to do this episode because when this episode will be premiering next week, it's the November 14th through the 20th, and that's uh, Trans Awareness Week. Uh, which ends on the 20th, which is the Transgender Day of Remembrance for those who we've lost to suicide or acts of violence or hate crimes. Um, and really, we should use this week to help raise awareness of visibility of transgender and gender nonconforming people and address the issues the community faces, so it's most appropriate for this podcast to address the issues within the nerdy community in which uh, we exist here at Byte. And so this episode's going
1: to be about 27 hours.
0: Yep, yep, Maybe it needs longer. to be, honestly, yeah, but uh, sit down, strap in, and get ready for this. But I, I do want to put out here, especially... Uh, This uh, tumultuous week, I'll say, I'll use that word, Uh, Mm -hmm. we have the the Trans Lifeline, which is 877-565-8860. If you or anyone that you know feels that they need to have that in a notebook somewhere, there it is. Uh, There's multiple resources online. Reach out there. uh, Take advantage of that and uh, sit down for the Coven podcast and always remember that you're valid. Mm. Yes, and yes. you matter. <laughs> this is the message I want for the Coven podcast. Absolutely. So, uh obviously, I said glaring lack of trans characters in uh nerdy media and one of the forefront things that we think of in nerdy media is video games. Uh, I had a hard time finding a list of trans characters in video games, but but here's here's what I've got. Okay, yeah. let's let's oh. see what you guys think. So I am so excited. Dave. Yeah. Uh, so this
1: won't be painful at all. N- n- no, it <laughs> won't.
0: <laughs> we have uh, Berto from Super Mario.
1: Nope.
2: Oh. Nope. Actually, <laughs>
0: in in the beginning, there was uh, some questions about uh, Berto's gender identity, but in the end, confirmed female. So check that one. Off the list. Cross it off.
1: To clarify, started as a trans joke, turned into just a character.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Hey, there look at go. this Yoshi that's pink and wearing a bow. Ha ha ha. Oh. Ha ha ha.
0: Oh. oh my gosh. Actually, it's a girl. Actually. <laughs> Actually. yeah. Uh, we have uh, Leo from Tekken, whose gender was never revealed, but was name was later switched to Eleanor.
1: Which, the I've read up on that, and doesn't seem like a transgender character, it just seems like Leo is an androgynous person.
3: I mean it looks yes. like when you look at Leo as a character, like just looking at his model and the article that we went over. Right. Um it's like its face. Well, not its face. Nope. Their face. <laughs> sorry, <Nope. laughs> I am so sorry about that. Um, I said it's because character model, but it's yeah. still a character. Um, their face looks very feminine, but they also have the masculine sort of traits about it. That very, very masculine, feminine. So androgyny is probably pretty accurate.
1: Which just kind of makes it questionable to include them in this list because we don't really have confirmation of their gender. We just have. Presentation, yeah. <laughs> which shout out to non-normative presentation, but
0: mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. The l- again, there's only on this list, which was the main list I found around the internet. Mm. There's only first of all, there's only seven characters, and, and none
1: of them are the good ones that ha- do exist, though.
0: No, yeah. So there's shout
1: out to Krem from Dragon Age, or- Dragon oh, Age Inquisition.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So to make the list more sad, there's uh. From Final Fantasy, uh, Quinn, Quinn, who's kind of just like a giant turnip person anyway. It's like they identify as a radish, I
3: think. I or was it a turnip?
1: I did not read yeah. up on this character because no. I saw that character and I was just like...
0: Keep scrolling. Final Keep scrolling.
1: Fantasy, I, I don't want this.
0: Yeah, uh, Chrono Trigger's flea, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure is just a woman. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it, that one definitely sounded like, this, this character is a woman who wears man's clothes. But this character is definitely a woman. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then uh, we have from uh, Street Fighter slash Final Fight, Poison, who is one of the only people on the list that's actually, like, the identity lines up with what we define as trans. Mm -hmm.
1: And also a joke character.
0: Bridget from Guilty Gear, who is a nun, and nuns are women, right? Uh-huh. Mm. But the joke is, is that Bridget uh, is male, but was raised as female. So essentially is just there as the ultimate quote-unquote trap.
1: Which kind of falls into the same like realm as like a Gwendolyn from Dark Souls, where it's really kind of hard to tell what this character would identify as because of the whole socialization process. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. But... Just based on most Japanese media, I'm gonna go ahead and say just a joke trap character.
0: Yeah, like oh, look at this alluring female character. Just kidding, penis.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that, and that's that's the part that's always so much the most frustrating thing for me is the reveal ends as like it's like as soon as the reveal is made, this character is a boy now. Yeah, that's just locked into canon. It's not like ever. Oh, no, there's still Bridget. Yeah. And like,
0: even if they are introduced to like new characters, there's someone's going to be like, wait, 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 do not fall for their wiles. Because actually, Bridget's name is Brad. Yeah, Bridget is Brad.
1: Is that reality?
0: That is not reality. Okay. <laughs> but, no. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> male I, equivalent no. names. I'm not know.
1: super familiar with Guilty Gear, so I was just like, might be.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest getting super familiar with Guilty Gear. Yeah, no. So, okay. Uh, do not recommend. But, and so obviously, a lot of these examples are just, uh, wind up being like fan interpretations because, like, most of that list, it was like nothing was ever confirmed by creators. It was just that, oh, this character might be trans we don't really know
1: yeah, and just the lack of confirmation lets that happen in fanon but fanon still isn't like can. as powerful a representation yeah like i can read all this fanfiction that has all these ideas all that i want that doesn't mean as much as the canon of the show being this character is trans like here is your representation
0: yeah like, it is like Maybe. I don't know. It's like, it feels like you need to have the bravery to own up to that, especially if that's what fans are really wanting and happy for. Yeah,
1: but that non-committal approach that is becoming so much the norm right mm-hmm. now is very frustrating to me. Like, I think uh, the two things in my life that I definitely see that the most in is Ruby and Overwatch. Yeah. A constant being like, yeah, there's uh, LGBT characters. Somewhere.
0: Who could it be? Yeah. You decide, yeah. Like, and it's like, yes, the is going to decide, but I would like to, this to be validated.
1: Yeah, and then specifically in Ruby, which I guess fits more into the anime conversation further on, but mm-hmm. still, they have a game, so I'm going to bring it up now. Yeah. There's like this thing that they keep saying as an explanation that's, we don't ha- really have time we don't we're like focusing on this grand adventure this big conflict we're not focusing on romance so it would be kind of hamfisted to shove a queer romance in there it'd be kind of hamfisted to shove a trans character in there it's just like there there have already been two arcs just about Jean having romances there's been or there's been a crush arc with Blake and Weiss Oh, they're all just straight arcs. There are four yeah. straight arcs,
0: which isn't ham-fisted at all, but when you make it queer, then it's just trying to stuff something down someone's throat. Yeah, it throat. suddenly
1: becomes like a really like hard thing to put in. And
0: like with <clears throat> games like Overwatch, I feel like companies
3: like they want to commit, but like currently in the stage, especially after what has happened, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't really want to commit because they're unsure of how the, how accepting their audience might be, especially gaming audiences. Yeah. Um, it's they're. I feel like they're the most harsh audience. So with developers, with Overwatch, I feel like they say that there's LGBT or transgender characters, but don't commit to the fact that this particular one is because they want to appeal to like, LGBT spaces and people, and and but they don't want to dispel people. So if someone really, truly wants to believe that this possibly LGBT character isn't, it doesn't affect them. But if someone from the LGBT community uh, looks at this character and is like, yep, gay, then they're also appeased. Yeah. Which the is a very safe route, honestly, in my opinion.
1: Blizzard actually um, did make a... I want to say a half statement. It's really much more of like a quarter statement in an interview with <laughs> an Kotaku. Of a statement. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's a throwaway part in an interview with Kotaku where, they where Kotaku asks about that, and the Blizzard devs were just like, "Well, we haven't really introduced any real canon outside of this conflict." Like and that's actually true for yeah. Overwatch. We literally haven't really done anything. And then they dropped a bomb that was really bummer for me. There is a trans, there is a LGBTQ character. A one, one.
0: <laughs> Uno Which Ichi.
1: for two reasons crushed me. Only one which screams token to All me. All the
2: token. Mm-hmm.
1: And that means pharmacy can't be a thing. <laughs> so, no.
2: I'm oh.
0: heartbroken. <laughs> oh. And then, yeah, and then it could, if they do decide to address it, it will just be that lovely trope of the unrequited queer love, which I love that. Absolutely.
1: Well, see, now actually my fear is that, like, the character is going to be Zarya, which, if you're familiar, is this huge muscle-bound Russian lady who can bench 512 kilograms. I'm worried that they're going to make her a trans character. And it's like cool trans representation but if your only trans character is like a very masculine character yeah. that rings real real it's icky kind of, to me
0: it's backhanded almost yeah
1: like if that character was in a cast of uh, characters and there were other trans characters and there are other queer characters that's right. not a problem but it's when this is like the only representation there and it's just like yeah this trans lady is still all manly yeah no, and I'm, it's just like super token i want to clarify so much Having a manly trans lady isn't a problem at all. Having a masculine trans lady is not a problem Mm -hmm. at all. It's just when that is the only lens through which we see trans people in a piece of media, that becomes the perception of. Right. And that's what we see so much of is trans women trying to escape masculinity Mm -hmm. or trans women not being able to not be masculine because quote-unquote, trans women are really men. And it's just, it's it's such a frustrating concept. And it's like, I trust Blizzard not to do that yeah. because Blizzard owns my ass. But <laughs> I'm worried.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm also not too familiar with uh, character models and uh, certain characters in Overwatch. I really want to get Overwatch. It's and incredible. I just, well, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't been able to afford it. I'm a broke college student. Um, but And mm-hmm.
1: Blizzard games do not go down in price. No,
0: Long, they don't. Never. Um,
3: and i'm just worried that they're going to take that token lesbian character and in their and again they're either probably they're either going to take like a butch lesbian character maybe make the russian butch mm-hmm. lesbian or take the most attractive skimpy er woman in the game and make her lesbian you know the the trope of oh well, she's a lesbian because she has long hair and big boobs and she wears tight clothing
1: the the male gaze version uh-huh.
3: of a yeah. lesbian. The, the oh this is an attractive lesbian she's never going to you know go for me but i can still look at her type trope which right. which really also bothers me too because i agree about the the trans um uh woman being not being able to be masculine because we, we, cisgendered women still have problems being more masculine, and there's there's this set idea of being feminine, and I feel like that's portrayed more heavily in games. Of well, this is the stereotypical way of being. Feminine. Right. See,
1: I would I would actually argue that I feel like mm-hmm. up until the point of being trans or like bucking a gender label, women in everything are like encouraged to be manly because that's the good thing like you see the call for strong female characters that's true people are asking for female characters to be written like male heroes
3: that's that's more evident recently too in games like uh, in alien isolation being more of a stronger female
0: lead and not really focusing on the gender yeah. It becomes a problem, though, when strong female character is the only exactly. optional female character.
1: Which, that just, like, I guess that's kind of the point of the representation conversation. The yeah. same thing with my concern about Zarya. When you only have one version of a character, it's a problem.
0: Yeah, when, when you... that's like, this is how women are, this is how trans women are, and we that's our only frame of reference.
1: Exactly. Like, you can have the shrill, whiny woman character... As long as you have a, w- a wide variety of representations of women, because some women are shrill and whiny, yeah. some men are shrill and whiny, some non-binary folks are shrill and whiny.
0: Everyone has the capacity to be shrill and whiny. Exactly. At some point you just need life. to have other <laughs> things
1: too. Yeah. Oh, there was that sigh. <laughs> <The> sigh.
0: <laughs> We're gonna. Yeah. If you dear listeners, if you want to keep a tally, that would be awesome. There will be a lot of signs. Yeah, this there
3: really oh, will. Oh yeah, so many so, sighs.
0: Uh, we talked about, obviously, uh, something that developers have to keep in mind when confirming or not confirming the queerness of a character is how the audience is going to react. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we have some pretty prolific examples of how audiences react when a character is confirmed to be trans. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what kind of reactions those are? Positive and happy? Yes. Oh, no. Here's a hint.
1: A specific example. (sighs) We had a whole podcast about last semester.
0: Hey. And
1: we're bringing it back today.
0: Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) obviously, like we've said, the default, especially within... (laughs) Wait. (laughs)
1: Was that the John Cena song?
0: Maybe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to edit it, actually, (laughs) and...
0: I love it. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're bringing
1: back this controversy. John Cena!
0: <laughs> and his name is. <laughs> I love it. Butthurt Gamer. Butthurt Gamer. So, uh, especially within the gaming community, typically the strongest and maybe only reaction we usually get to any news at all is instant shutdown, screaming, mm-hmm. crazy yelling, Bad targeting writing. people. Bad Yeah, I will not play
3: this. This is garbage. I only like
1: freedom of speech if it agrees with what I say. Ay.
3: They're shoving their SJW stuff down my throat. Yeah. Unless
1: so. they're censoring their SJW stuff, in which case, great.
0: Uh. Yeah. Rape threat. Just in yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the actually same thing. if we
1: really want like the appropriate amount of actual complaints to rape threats, you should have been saying that like every between every single thing that we were my saying. My mistake. Rape
2: threat. Because holy crap! If you rape look
1: threat. at the mentions of like on any given day, like any female developer, oh my god. Yep. Not even like a day something's happening.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just like that's a Tuesday. It's that's either every other Tuesday. Go
3: or it's either um we're going to go rape you or some sort of form of sexual assault or go kill yourself because you suck.
1: Or here's where your house is. I I have pictures and it's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Getting doxxed has become a common occurrence if women dare try to make games or report on games or even, like, just say something offhand about games. Or (laughs) even just
1: exist in the world of games. Right.
3: Trying to represent a certain type of person in a game. Mm
0: -hmm. Hey, Yeah, so... uh. Good segue. So Baldur's Gate, Siege of Dragonspear. Which was a really good DLC, just saying. uh, Has an actually confirmed, unlike some of the other characters that we've been talking about, actually confirmed, intentional by the developer, uh, trans character. And the way people reacted to this, you would think that this character was the forefront. This character was constantly talking about how they're trans, and that was the main storyline, was, was that they're trans. They
3: were always there, always in your face, always like doing something, being important to the story.
1: The way people reacted, they reacted like this person came into your home and took over your life as a trans person.
3: <laughs> and was <laughs> like, like I'm here, I'm trans, exactly.
1: you're
0: never getting rid of me. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> New room. That's how people <laughs> yeah,
0: reacted. Essentially. Yeah. So, reality, this character, how did you say her name? Mizena. Mizena. That's,
1: M- a, that's a guess because it's an entirely text based game.
0: Yeah. So, Mizena uh, is a very much blink and you'll miss her character. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's, yes. Uh, we, we can agree whether she's a shopkeep or like a quest giver, but there are literally four lines of dialogue. Involving the fact that she's trans Mm -hmm. and you have to get to those by further asking questions about her personal life And
1: it's not even like they put the word to it like it's not like an anachronism at all They literally just explain her situation
0: Yeah, it's like you you're talking and you can get right down to business and be like hey Give me this thing and then I'll be on my way or you can be like that's an interesting name that you have yeah. And then she says like, Oh, I chose it for myself after my original name, you know, didn't fit me and then it's like, Oh, why is that? And again you from there you can say, Oh, why is that? Or you can say, Okay, cool. Thanks yeah. bye. Yeah. Like,
3: like okay, you, you chose a different name, that's cool. Yeah. And but like that's the amazing thing is that they had to physically keep clicking and keep being interested in the dial that particular strain of dialogue to yeah, there, find there out were barriers. Like, yeah. l- like you said, they could have just been like, I don't care anything at all for you. I just give me the thing. And she's just like, okay, cool. Then you can literally go one step further. Just, oh, hey, your name sounds interesting. Yeah, what, this, like, what is it?
1: This this line of thought is interesting to me, and I want to know more yeah. Is yeah. why you click that yeah, button.
0: Yeah, you are actually, like, interested in this character. You have to take the moment to be like, hmm, I want to talk further to this girl. And then she eventually tells you that... Uh, She was born male, and she and her parents came to the realization that she wasn't male, and that uh, having a new name would be better for everyone. And it was literally that simple. The end.
1: Which I adore, that line of dialogue.
0: Yeah. It's it's really, it's well-written. It's not Mm -hmm. anything that uh, some of these comments have been saying. But, so, the writer of the game, uh, Amber Scott... Obviously, she's been targeted. That goes without oh, saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, this this mostly happened in March and April of this year. Um, Whoa, but it was
1: that long ago. Bang.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, again, it's just another Tuesday for her to still be getting... Uh, threats online. Yay! Mm I feel at this point, poor Anne, Amber's just like, oh, another rape threat? Okay, cool. Okay, cool, thanks. I'll
1: just go back to keep making money off the game you clearly already bought. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, She really acknowledged that uh, she knew this was going to probably happen, but uh, she felt that it was important to make this character because she has this fantastic quote Mm -hmm. uh, from the Cracked article that we all researched here. Um, creating a wide range of characters also makes settings more complex and believable. There's a certain amount of willful blindness you have to believe in a video game world where the entire population is made up of one or two character models in one of five outfits. The more diverse a game world can be, the more like real people uh, the characters become. Which is something that you would think that we should all strive for, as people interested in video games, as developers, etc.,
3: like, I know that in real world, whenever you go out into the world, like there's more than just straight white people or yeah. like, you know, the token black, like you see so many different types of people and like you may look at someone and not even realize they're transgender or yeah. transsexual even to go a step further than that. Yeah.
2: Like
1: the issue here though is in general, like I'm going to take a, Wild swing at this one. Most of these commenters <laughs> are straight white men. Probably. And that is the perspective that our culture is fundamentally based around. And that's been shifting a bit in recent years. But it's not hard to completely enclose yourself in a culture of straight white manness. Yeah. And uh, it's really easy to do that in geekdom. So I really just like... I have to wonder how much these people actually see this as like actually a departure from the reality of their worlds. Yeah. Where it's like only straight white men actually exist in the mindset of these people.
0: Well, here's what one of them thinks on Steam. Yay. So, not in the spirit of Baldur's Gate.
1: I assume we're pulling Uh, one of the ones that doesn't have the T-slur in it. Oh, oh, yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, So, while the mechanics of the game are in line with the originals, the story falls short. It sacrifices the narrative and world-building of the original Baldur's Gate in order to break the fourth wall and beat players over the head with messages about social issues with the grace and subtlety of a Saturday morning cartoon from the 90s. There's no problem with having messages about social issues in games. The problem comes when one hijacks another franchise, gut out guts out its soul and fills it with vapid maxims and fables in its place. That is one of the surest ways to kill off a franchise, and it is especially odious when it happens to be a well-loved franchise. Want social justice, sure, but stop hijacking the industry to make your own games. You're not going to improve the industry. You're just going to kill it from the inside out.
1: So, before we even, like, really address this, <laughs> Siege of Sphere is an incredible incredible story like it's so good
0: but it was hijacked
3: it was see, hijacked
1: by two lines of optional dialogue see,
3: see that's the thing is that if, if you look at the game as a whole including the dlc and everything and you really look at what's in the game i really wonder where the gutting begins. Yeah. um i i don't i don't really see where everything's been taken out and he's almost this commenter i, I say he because it's probably Pop. he we and can um <laughs> we can assume and i he makes it makes this out the game out to be because of this literally three lines of dialogue two three lines of dialogue only one of which actually addresses yeah. the transgender two Trans character. So really, leading up to so one yeah. really <laughs> one single line of dialogue has completely made this game a shell of what it was has been hijacked <laughs> has made this game deplorable awful a social justice movement of I a game I wish I could do
1: that to things with one line <laughs> of dialogue And
3: really one line of dialogue you know what amber scott good for you Yeah that's
1: magic for, that's fair yeah. powerfully belongs, belongs right to Kevin. <laughs>
3: completely yeah. hijacking a game franchise a decades
1: old franchise. A decades old
3: franchise with one
0: line of dialogue you go it's I mean, incredible. yeah and the commenter Wait, implies like the whole industry is being hijacked and gutted by people wanting to shove their sjw line. agendas
1: i can't remember if this feature existed in steam at the time can you see on that steam comment if that person owns the game i cannot okay
0: it it was a screenshot from the cracked article i bet they own it i, I, I bet I'm, they don't no
1: <laughs> no I know that, like, I bet the number of angry reviews and comments on this game outweigh the sales of this game.
0: True. Especially once someone gets on, like, a 4chan board and they're like, this game. This game has one line
3: of dialogue about a transgender woman. I was tricked.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was traumatized. (laughs) Triggered. Uh, Which, that right
1: there, actually, is, I feel like, what's so frustrating about this is that Literally, just every part of trans representation in culture, I feel like, is that tricked thing. Like, even when it comes down to the reception of it, like, somehow the audience is being tricked, and yeah. it's just like, stop. Like,
3: no, it's like yeah. when, because viewing a transgender, like, um, a lot of uh, transgender people worry about passing, so of course they look and act like their preferred gender. So the fact that you're being tricked really isn't a thing because they're male. I mean, they're transitioning, but they're male. Yeah. They're 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 their gender. You're not being tricked at all by looking at them. Yeah.
0: The only trick is that you feeling bad about this have some really messed up conceptions mm-hmm. of what people should be.
1: The only trick is that you tricked our society into thinking you were a real human being.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh. Dang. Dang. Oh. But that's the thing, is that I feel like if uh Mizana Sure. yeah. yeah. Uh, but if this let's just character... pronounce it differently every yes. single time. Mizana. Mizana. Uh Mizana. If Mizana was uh, a like trick trap trope, a <laughs> dang uh, that was can triple I threat. Leave? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if if she was like a main character and like an option for like a romantic pursuit, which I'm not even sure if you can do in Baldur's Gate games.
1: I would. didn't pursue it if okay, you can. Okay,
0: but like and like you specifically like can go after uh, her as a romantic interest and then in the end it's like, haha, got you. Actually, she was born male. Like I feel like no one would have complained because they're used to that. Because trope they're used being to that used.
1: being tricked thing. And it would just kind of been like I feel like the same forums would have instead just had an, "Oh man, you got me yeah, kind of reaction. Yeah, like memes
0: about it, as there have been with Bridget from Guilty Gear. Yep. Yeah, I uh, can see the memes. You think this is a girl, but they're
3: not. And, I mean, you know, when you think cisgenderedly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, got you. <laughs> but uh, what this it's really... It's funny Jill. Uh, a, I love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so I funny. Love it so hard. I love it. Mm. But uh, what, we, what we definitely get from this overall, uh, which I think is just, like, kind of hilarious, uh, there was a quote from Phil Owen who wrote over this controversy mm. on The Wrap, um, how everyone was complaining that the SJW agenda is being shoved down their throats, uh, Anyone who ponders this for five seconds can see the irony. The people who whine about having political agenda shoved down their throats are themselves trying to shove their own political agenda down other people's throats. Oh yes. If you mm-hmm. didn't have your own agenda to push, other agendas wouldn't bother you. Apathetic people don't get mad about politics and it's gamers always try to pass themselves off as being like, Oh, I don't care about politics. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't want this as part of my game. Because that's a political message, having a progressive storyline or a trans character.
1: It's Uh. very much the idea that the exclusion, I feel like this was mentioned in one of the articles, the exclusion of transgenderness isn't somehow in itself political. And it's just like, it is. Yeah. That's a thing.
3: It's a glaring thing. And I feel like truly apathetic gamers, because I feel like there's a small percentage of truly apathetic gamers that literally do not care. It's like, I want to play the game. It's like, hey, it has a good story, it has structured characters, it has good design, like audio and and graphic design. Cool, I don't care.
1: Here's how an an apathetic gamer reacts to Mazena. Click. Click. Hmm. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and then, Done! and then you're going you're and leaving then, and then you're going on the quest to like yep. it yep. it's literally that simple yeah. like
0: okay cool but but instead we got uh, a lot of uh, videos that came out about uh, oh killing my g- Mizena. Oh my god. there was also that mod there yeah there's a mod That video
1: came up on one of my The, skip it the entirely. video came up on one of my timelines on the first day and I was just like oh my god
0: I love it I love mm. it yay <sighs> But uh, yeah so There, yeah. There's mods that just Mm -hmm. completely erase her out of uh, the plot. Which, again, that might happen anyway because it's a blink and you miss it character. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then
1: effort taken for so little reward.
0: Right. I love it. So
3: wow, you didn't have to see one line of dialogue.
1: A line of dialogue you didn't have to see.
3: Which you could do have you chosen know, to not see do you anyway. Know,
1: like, they are creating and distributing <laughs> this mod, right? Like, that mm-hmm. is the point of it. Yeah. Do you know another way you achieve the exact same effect? You just go, hey guys, don't click that line of dialogue.
0: Yeah. Don't do
3: not do it. If You, you know what you yeah. can do? <laughs> just get your stuff and go. Just
0: go. Just play the game. Play the game however you want. There, there was also the complaint that usually uh, I'm not familiar with Baldur's Gate games, but you can like choose like sassy or mean replies to things. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, when you're uh, talking to people, it's it's like how you align your character, like chaotic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were complaining that was, there was no like disgusted line that you could say to Mizena.
1: Very much, um, kind of. This is going to be a simplification. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of mirrors the way Mass Effect works, where there's like the different kinds of responses, mm-hmm. but then certain trees are just information trees that don't really matter. And yeah, certain right. trees don't have dialogue responses. Yeah.
0: Why would you say something sassy yeah. to like, that'll be $10, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> whatever. Like,
1: there are just certain trees that, that that they just don't make responses to, and it's... Basically the same thing. Conversations end. That's yeah. the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But a lot of people were demanding some kind of option to shout disgust or set Mizana straight. I mean, can we just She's literally <sighs> a
3: a like maybe tertiary character. Like she does not matter. Yeah. Really. Like she, like the the character matters, but like to the story, to your game, she doesn't matter. Like why kick up all the dust yeah. to people, that people do that? That people
1: just so desperately are, like, begging the developer for a way to be a bigot. Who do you have to be at that point? Mm. That this is, like, this is how I'm spending my day. Yeah. I can't be a bigot enough in real life. <laughs> I need to do it in my virtual worlds, too.
0: I need some help. Continuing on my bigot lifestyle. Yeah, cause it,
1: it's because it's it's not like straight white men can't be bigots in the real world and get away with it. Shout out to God, Lord Trump now. <laughs> God.
0: Ba- this week, this week, I love it. Uh, oh, I can't but do that. So, and and from uh, what was I it coming. Yeah, it was <laughs> coming. <laughs> so, from what I understand too about uh, Baldur's Gate, it's not graphically amazing. So.
1: No. It. Pretty much looks the same way it did 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah. So like, the
0: character that you are seeing is literally a collection of pixels.
1: They might not even actually have a face.
0: Yeah. I'm throwing up my arms in the air. Like dear wacky audio waving listeners. inflatable like, worm tube man yeah, levels of frustration. This is this is how frustrated I am. Uh, just some waving noises there. But uh, what really? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Cora. Cora's taken flight if anyone needs she's enough. flying
1: around the room we have to get her down <laughs>
0: uh, but but here's here's <laughs> uh, a good part about uh everything that's happened with siege of dragon um in the internal process of getting this uh game written and imp- uh approved there was there was no problems internally there was no no one raised concerns over uh Mianza's backstory uh. It was mentioned the potential internet storms, quote-unquote, might happen. But uh, Beamdog's always been about great stories. That's not going to change, which is something that Amber Scott said. I Scott's feel like Beamdog sat in a conference room with Amber Scott, and Amber Scott was like, here's
3: Mazena. Here's four lines of dialogue for this particular character. We're not going into great detail of her backstory, but like, here's the one small explanation that doesn't even use this word. And the executives the CEO, were just like,
2: Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah.
3: Sure. Cool. Um, yeah. You know you might get backlash for that. Yeah, I don't care. Y- yeah, okay. I
0: think she's like super aware of it just being a woman. Mm-hmm. Like not mm-hmm. even a woman in games, but a woman. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go, Beam Dogs. Beam Dog. A plus to Beam Dog. But uh, beam F minus to... Coven Clouds, yeah. <laughs> but uh, F minus to uh, gaming Internet. communities. <laughs> Internet. You know Internet what? at large. You know
3: what? Internet gets an E
0: internet gets E.
3: Z. No. G. That's after F. G. I'm sorry.
0: They don't get a GG, though. No. A...
3: No GGs for you.
0: Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, we've, we've talked in depth before in previous episodes on the Coven, and especially on this episode, about gaming communities at large, the gaming community at large. Um, guess what? It's not nice to transgender gamers. Nope. Shocking At facts. large, for sure. I, yeah. I, I
3: wasn't aware. Oh, my Shocking.
0: goodness. Shocking. So uh, there was a survey that said uh, 71% of respondents to the survey felt unsafe in gaming spaces like conventions and forums, and 86% have dealt with some form of harassment, whether that's in the form of jokes, slurs, or threats. Yep. That I'm like really horrified right now that I can just be like I'm not surprised at all in the yeah, least. It, bit. like to sit here and hear those statistics, I literally was just like, oh yeah, that
3: that's pretty normal. Yep, that, yeah, yeah, seems, seems about right. That yeah. doesn't really shock me at all. Um, yeah, and to sit here and say that it doesn't shock me actually makes me feel really really
0: awful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like we already expect uh, gaming communities to be bad to women but then taking this and bad to queer people, but mm. taking it to, like, a female queer person, that's just... Yeah. You're screwed, kind of, in, like, when you're posting or if you're playing online with other people.
1: Really, the only way to exist in a, like, social gaming space as a trans person, as a queer person, is to find spaces made exclusively for that level of safety mm-hmm. like my clan on Destiny is the Dames of Destiny my, we Ooh. are partnered with a clan called Safe, Damers, Safe Gamers and it's like you literally have to seek out places that are not terrible to not have a terrible experience and
3: I always feel like spaces like that are also like you know, they're geared towards the trans and the LGBT gamers, but they uh, they also are so much nicer than just, like, the straight, general, wide-open mm-hmm. clans. Because um, now I haven't played Destiny for a while because you know, all the micro uh, transactions and having to get continue to get DLC to play... I dropped off um,
1: after the Halloween this year. <laughs>
3: okay. um, but uh, I always found that every time I tried to join a clan or make a clan it It was a terrible experience. and it and it was so demanding. And it was it you almost got ridiculed if you weren't. A particular set of things mm-hmm.
1: jump back in become a dame
3: <laughs> <laughs> literally
1: it's all we- it's all women and there are literal rules against having like skill caps for people to play with you it's yeah it's casual yeah. it's legit
0: yeah I-, I
3: would totally do that
0: yeah because that's the thing it's like it's already demanding enough because you're going to be judged uh how you play mm-hmm. but then when you're judged for who you are as a person who's just trying to play a game, yep. it's like, wow. And I can't, I mean, we, we've talked about it before in talking about uh, eSports and women and uh, women trying to play online games. Good luck playing CSGO or Call of Duty or, or World anything. World of Warcraft. Yeah, anything very male-oriented. Oh, God, male I remember playing World of Warcraft. Lol. Playing World of
3: Warcraft as a younger girl at the time, I was like 13, 14, 15, and I ended up always playing with my boyfriend and then getting back to a freshman year of college and then <sighs> dropping off again, because money. I feel it. Blizzard. Yep. Blizzard. Um, but it was always weird trying to join a clan or even being a female character in the world. Yep. Like... A lot of times males play as female characters in the world, but once they say, oh, well, I'm actually male, then, oh, God, don't go near that character. But when you're a female character or even a female queer character or anything, the backlash you get is unbelievable. So yeah. it's always better, i found, on forums like World of Warcraft, to just
0: stay silent, keep going, do definitely your quest. Definitely don't use voice chat. Yeah, definitely yeah. don't use voice <laughs> chat. Ha-ha, <laughs> Yeah, the one time I have ever used voice chat, I was playing uh, Call of Duty Uh, mistake number one there Mm -hmm. but uh yeah unfortunately (laughs) 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 uh, (laughs) (laughs) my
1: beloved trash baby franchise
0: (laughs) but um and like i really wasn't saying much because i didn't really need to at the time but finally there was a point where i was like oh i should speak up here and then the first thing i got was is that a girl Girl, girl, girl. It's like kind oh of like a group of rabid dogs mm-hmm. and it was kind of scary at first and then people wanted me to follow them on Instagram Or it's, really or bad. It was, or it's kinda like I imagined the uh
3: seagulls. Um <laughs> yeah. Girl, 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 Grill, Grill. Girl, girl. 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 There's
1: um <laughs> an article I referenced in like my freshman year of college uh, just about this topic. Um I think it's called OMG Girls on to Interwebs. And it's about this personal experience of the writer being in a raiding clan in World of Warcraft and had they'd just literally never spoken, not because they were, like, afraid or anything because it just didn't cross their mind. They just used their mic to listen to people and take take commands and stuff. Mm -hmm. Spoke in the middle of a raid one time. The raid fell apart because no one could concentrate. Like, they literally got mad at someone for, and I quote, who let their girlfriend on the mic? And, like crashing the raid and it's just like
0: I mean it's like girls showing shoulders at school it's just how dare they be... they're ruining
1: boys education
3: exactly and like going back to the topic of transgender too because yeah. like it for women to get this type of backlash in these spaces um, for and over these types of like because women's interactions, and, like, I I feel that if uh, Mizaina, Mazan had been just completely woman, it wouldn't have been an issue, because it's more so been accepted for women to be in those games like that, but if, like, someone finds out online that you're transgender, or you're, or not so much now, but if you're gay, or, you know, you're androgynous or anything, there's more of a backlash than if you're a girl, I feel like, nowadays. I feel like women on spaces like the rating group and everything yeah it's still really bad but if you happen to say yeah well my name's maggie and i'm transgender then yeah it's even worse yeah
0: or like Shout out to my
1: rating eight, experience
0: eight, <laughs> or like if you're a trans man and then it's like no you're just a girl trying to be a gamer games aren't yeah that's
1: that piece of um dialogue from one of the articles you sent us like really hit me hard like there, one of the people referenced something that's just said someone told them you shouldn't p- just pretend to be a boy to fit into gaming spaces and it was a trans man they were talking to. yeah, and it's it like, that wow. that hit me really hard. Like, like, yes,
3: I'm changing everything about my life simply to fit into gaming world. yeah, I, I also
1: just roll around in Dorito dust <laughs> just to fit in here. <laughs>
3: Bathe in Mountain Cheeto. Dew.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the typical, like, um beauty routine us mm-hmm. gamer girls do. Am I right, Corey? I, I like... pat on
3: Cheeto dust every <laughs> single morning, and then I moisturize with Mountain Dew. Yeah,
0: it's exfoliating. Um, yeah, it
3: it is. It really, really
1: is. I just really thought is. about the feeling of just Mountain Dew on my face, and it just hurts. <laughs> I don't like it. It
0: would probably burn. Yeah. I just... Try Cool Ranch if your skin's sensitive. Yes, yes. And
3: line your eyes with ketchup. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it'll it'll embody the, the blood of your enemies.
1: Rip so we, CJ, God. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. Uh, unfortunately, too, uh, everything goes kind of a step farther when uh, developers are trans. Because A, they're more in the public light, and B... Yeah. Uh, no one likes female developers in the first place, so when they're both female and trans, it's like the perfect storm like, online.
1: The easiest way to say it is, when you watch interactions that people have with female trans developers, or women trans developers, it's like they're not people. Yeah. Like... That's the only way I can think to describe the way that interaction happens. It's like this isn't a human being,
0: yeah, it's horrible. It's horrifying. so uh Brianna Wu, who uh you might have heard of in uh her is controversy she, is she trans? Yes, oh, I
1: wasn't aware of that. I'm so, a big fan of hers, and yeah, I didn't know
0: that that's the thing. So she's an indie developer who has been very vocal about sexism and thus has been a huge target uh for gamergate mm-hmm. um. And Breitbart, our favorite publication ever, uh, outed her as trans, uh, obviously, See, that's such a low step to
3: do, is yeah, to see. take knowledge that you know about someone and just completely out them, with no care of how it could affect them.
1: See, I read that article, and just the sheer lack of journalistic respect I have for Breitbart, I thought that they were still just lying. Like, I was just like, oh, are you just trying to insult someone by calling them trans? And it's just like, that's not an insult. It's just, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah,
0: but my favorite thing about that article was uh, their argument is that if Wu is transgender, she can't speak for women because she really isn't one.
1: Which led into, I think in the same article, that conversation that if you're trans and you don't disclose, you're yeah. deceitful. But if you're trans and you do disclose, you're not real. Like
0: Yeah, if, if you're open about it, uh, you're quote-unquote an intention uh, core. Exactly. And then uh, and you're shoving it down people's throats, obviously, just like Mihenza. Uh, And But if you qu- keep quiet, you are deceitful about it.
1: That always very much reminds me of that study that showed that men perceive women as dominating conversation at 33% of the conversation. Right. It just seems like the dominant class doesn't really have any comprehension that another thing can exist without being oppressive, quote, to them.
3: Yeah, it's almost as if, like, the idea of being talked at equally or having to listen equally is just deplorable and... And awful. It's because yeah.
1: they've never had
3: to. Yeah, because they've had that privilege always yeah, exactly. of being the main voice. It's it's almost as if like a rich like I I imagine it sort of like Marie Antoinette just like not understanding how poor people were starving, and yeah. someone went up to her and was like. Ma'am, like or Majesty? Why did I say ma'am? ma'am. Majesty, excuse me, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, who runs the the country? Um, they're all starving, and she's just saying, "Well, we'll then let them eat cake." I mean, she like her privilege was so great; she had no idea what the person was talking about. Yeah. So well, for for you to look at someone, and be like, "Well, you're." Like, 33% of the conversation is only women. You're talking the rest of the time. And you're like, no, I didn't. Like, what do you mean I talk yeah. that much? Yeah, mm-hmm. or,
0: like, uh, it's very much instantly pointed out when uh, women, quote, unquote, interrupt men, mm-hmm. but then women are so used to being interrupted in conversations. I am I mean, that's just kind of the default at some point, point. and that's not to say that the people that I'm talking to are, like, really rude people. It's just kind of, like, the way uh, men... Straight white men, especially, have been um, socialized like and that. That's an okay thing,
3: men. I've noticed in my personal experience, whenever you try to stop that interruption, um, be it in a male-dominated field like games or mm-hmm. sports or anything, which a lot of a lot of masculine hobbies I'm interested in, mm-hmm. and and try to have conversation, intellectual conversation. When you try to keep talking over their interruption, they get louder and they keep talking until you stop talking and then they say their point but when you try to do the same thing they get angry at you Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's unbelievable really yeah
0: or you're being like shrill or bossy or Mm -hmm. another favorite b world uh b word if you say uh excuse me let me finish my point Mm -hmm. the sigh word the sigh word. So yeah, imagine every time that we sigh during this podcast, we are saying a very different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 almost it's almost come almost <laughs> it's almost come.
1: On the same point, because I just want to toss this out because it's my favorite poem of all time. Check out like totally whatever by Melissa Lozada Oliva. It's about this topic.
0: Hey, I'll have to read
3: that. It's that sounds great. So good. but I feel like Brianna Wu. Uh, really feels like that sort of frustration as you know a woman herself um having to sit there and try to talk and explain things and having to sit there and be talked over interrupted mansplained and just sitting there like no i I can speak for this group because i am a part of this group Mm -hmm. i understand this group because i am now in this group i've come from a point in my life where i did have this privilege and now i see that like that privilege was really awful
0: yeah Yeah. Um, And it's, it's really, I can't imagine how hard it is. I mean, it's hard enough just in everyday conversations to be like, I swear I'm knowledgeable about this just because I'm a girl doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, And then taking that the step further and being like actually in that industry and trying to create things and being constantly told, no, you're, you're, you don't belong in this industry because Mm -hmm. of your gender. Um, I can't imagine how hard that is and how much that weighs on a person. And then put online harassment on top of that? Gosh, uh, I mean, I don't want to say it again. It's horrible to say, but it's not surprising when we hear of uh, the unfortunate events of suicide within the gaming industry when it comes to trans developers, as what happened with uh, Rachel Burke, who was uh, outed and harassed online, Um, You know, obviously told KYS constantly, and then she did. And that continued to be a joke thereafter. Uh, I don't even want to go into some of the comments afterward. Like, people really thought they were being clever. And it's like, wow, yeah, let's be super hilarious about someone's suicide because of comments like this nature.
1: Yeah. that's Those comments from... Are. those comments from after her death really are what hit home that this is clearly not a human being they think they're talking to thing
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I, yeah. I hate that in society like we we're so focused on what genitalia you have like sex and gender are completely different as a woman in gender studies minor i i learn about this and i yeah. hear about this all <laughs> the time and like, sex and gender are not the same. Yeah, when you're born and you have a penis or you have a vagina, like, yeah, okay, that's that's what, that's what physically what you have, biologically, yeah. And we've attached female and male to these so that we may understand it better as, as people.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But, you know, my gender is female. I happen to have a vagina, whatever. But, like, what transgender people have don't make them who they are. And to see them as not even human because they they just want to be who they are on the outside and maybe for a lot of them eventually biologically as well because you know we're able to do that but to see them as anything less than what they are a human being a person a loved one a sister a brother whatever they decide yeah. and you know a coworker um a mom or dad you know to see them as someone as something that should just simply die is deplorable and terrible and that makes that person less than
0: human i fully agree i like that line that makes them less than human it's just it's funny in like not a funny haha way obviously but in an industry where we have fantastical games like world of warcraft or Mm -hmm. destiny etc where we suspend our disbelief that like Interstellar uh, travel is totally easy and fine, or like crazy things happening, totally fine. Dragons,
1: but... Mass Effect relays, yes, a- yeah. a- all that stuff, whatever.
3: And, yeah, and but then and you see worlds like Mass Effect where you're talking to different breeds of aliens. Yeah, where sometimes you don't even know what gender they are. Like, you, you... why would aliens have genders? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and you're just looking Come at it.
1: Bio-Wear. I'm here.
3: <laughs> and you're just looking at it, and you're like. You wish it could be a reality. You really do. Because there's no bias. There's no... You really don't care what this weird lizard person's gender is. You just think they're really cool looking. I
0: dig your scales. (laughs) (laughs) I dig it.
3: You're intelligent and you're going to help me on this quest. Let's go.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's just really hard to... Especially because games can serve as... Uh, someone's first uh, chance to identify as the gender that they feel they are. Like in Pokemon, are you a boy or a girl? Sometimes that was like someone's very first moment of being like, I don't know which one to choose right here. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's great. I love that option, but I think that there should be more options. A, because gender's not binary, but also just the community at large can do so much more in being like, I don't care who you are in this Mm -hmm. game. I don't care who you are in real life. Let's play the game. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I feel like with games like Fallout or uh, Mass Effect, like it kind of,
3: the story shifts a little bit depending on what gender you have. Mass Effect, not so much. I mean, you're going to be Captain Shepard, no no matter. But um, (laughs) uh, I feel like having the two genders, like whatever an androgynous person might feel that day, or a Um, gender fluid person might feel they can always choose whatever they feel that day maybe and play the game or you know having I feel like it's a little bit far off to have a non-conforming option yet.
0: Yeah I I definitely feel like in terms of like what developers what the industry at large is going to give us is, is far off. It's mm-hmm. far off,
1: at least in mainstream games. Yeah, Because yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to have those in- those darling indie projects that rescue us, but but for now, mainstream's a ways off.
0: Yeah, for now, that's what that's what we have. And I I, I do again. I'm glad you used the word darling, because that's what they are. Those indie games, they're yes, beautiful. Absolutely, they're little works of art. Every one of them. I love it. But uh, <laughs> transitioning into uh, uh-huh. oh my gosh, uh-huh. I don't even. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You're brilliant, Bailey. Okay, okay <laughs> then. But uh, turns
1: out people actually come to the coven for the jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Oh. Um, so the other medium that often, ha- well, unfortunately doesn't often, but is more prolific than games, perhaps, in having transgender representation is anime, um, and that it's a it's a huge sliding scale of good representation. Horrible representation because, unfortunately, this is the medium that most often employs the trap trope joke. So uh, some would
1: argue it created it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I totally can see that. Um, like not even thinking about it, like one of the most mainstream anime, uh, Naruto. One of the first jokes we get out of the show is that he transforms into. A girl with sexy no jutsu mm-hmm. and then everyone's like I don't know how to feel about this so yay but yay then we also that. even
1: get that in the same series later on with um Zabuza's uh, Haku. apprentice Haku yeah. I love Haku Haku is
0: wonderful yeah. but uh, I love
1: Haku I hate what Haku represents yeah. in terms of the overarching themes. that was
0: this beautiful girl and it's like oh by the way Naruto got I'm tricked. a boy and then huh? yeah. yeah great Fantastic, but but then we have good examples like in uh, Oren High School Host Club, Haruhi uh, is at first believed to be a boy for uh, a while, and that's kind of the thing. And it's like, wait a minute, these things aren't adding up. This person's probably female. But then Haruhi's like, I really don't care about gender. You can think of me however you want to. And then but. everyone's cool with it. And every it's yeah, it's not a thing. They're just like, oh. All right, cool. Anyway, back so to Orrin High I've, School stuff. I've not
1: seen or read this. Is it like a... Is the culmination of that, like, I don't really care about the presentation, or is that, like, honest to God, a gender queer character?
0: Honest to God, I think. Oh, my a gender God. A character. Awesome. Because Because uh, Haruhi's dad is trans. Oh. Yeah. And, like, oh. it almost... It felt kind of like, a, oh, they're really trying to, like, push the boundary there. That's kind of funny. But then... They become such a central character that it's like this isn't a one-off joke. yeah, um, All right,
1: so, like, in case any developers ever hear this thing, just know if you make. One well-represented character that's queer. You you have a customer in like almost every yeah. queer person. We're desperate and thirsty. <laughs> I'm now going to watch *Orin High School High Club* <laughs> because of this.
3: There's yeah. also this. It's a manga. Um, I read it when I was younger, and I, I I really liked the character, but I actually didn't like. I didn't know any of like this stuff. I didn't really know about transgender, transitioning, gender queer, nothing. Um, it's this manga called *Anima Plus*. And, my partner loves that. <laughs> and um, there's this particular character. Um, the backstory is that each um, child that has, has this uh, has like the ability to change into like part animal and like do things via that animal. Mm-hmm. Like one's a crow, one's a bat, one's a mermaid fish thing, essentially. Yeah. And uh, my favorite animal. There's <laughs> mermaid <laughs> fish. Mermaid fish. <laughs> um, then there's another one. But the mermaid, um, we think it's a girl in the beginning when we find this character but it's actually a very young boy and um, he wears earrings uh, he's very boyish and he's asked often in this manga you know aren't you a girl it's okay if you want to tell me that you're a girl and this poor character is like no I'm not a girl I am I am a boy. These earrings were my mother's. I just like them. And yeah. I happen to be able to turn into a fish.
0: Go away. <laughs> Let's be more concerned with
3: that. Let's be mark. more concerned with that. Yeah. And um, that just made me think of that, was that there was that representation. Because once this character really established that, no, I am in fact a boy, they didn't really talk about it again.
0: Yeah, honestly, anime was like my first foray with uh, Orin High School Host Club that gender isn't just is a thing. Like, A, that we can, like, talk about, and B, that we can... There's more than the binary. Um, and it was really interesting, to how they explored that throughout uh, our own high school host club, because it, it's kind of exploring, like, what is masculine, what is feminine. Because Haruhi is at uh, a school... he or She gets into this club that's all about uh, men charming women in masculine ways and being like uh a host in japan is like essentially some guy that's going to hang out with you and flatter you like there's host clubs that you go to where it's just like i just want guys to fawn over me for a little bit there's a service for that like the farthest it ever goes is like let me light your cigarette for you like that's their main deal <laughs> it's like very interesting uh to watch for that uh purpose but um but then we have uh, the trap, the trap trope, the trap trope joke. Yeah. I can't. Uh, and if we, if we do want to attribute it, anime to starting that trope, uh, it might have been in 1983 with an entire series centered around the trap trope called Stop, hibari Coon. Hibari being the name of a transgender girl and Coon being a... Uh, masculine uh, honorific. honorific that you tack onto someone's name and it's essentially just uh our main character constantly being like wait i can't like them they're a boy
2: <laughs> yeah
0: an entire series an entire series a lmao and then we have uh ranma one half are you familiar with Ronma one half no okay Ronma one half ranma uh, is a boy, but when Ranma gets into water, Ranma turns into, I think, a Soko-san, uh, which is a girl. Mm. And it becomes very confusing for everyone involved. That sounds very familiar. It but... was a very popular series, actually. It's by the same uh, mangaka that wrote Inuyasha. Oh, okay. Yeah, it Cause, cause ran for a while. When you
3: said the plot, it sounded very familiar. I remember seeing something vaguely. Years and years ago about it, but I didn't realize it was a thing.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, it is a thing. Uh but but then so then we have positive things. Yay. Yay. So there's an entire anime about a transgender boy and a transgender girl yes. called uh Horu Musuko, Wandering Sun. Um and it's it's a long-running one, so it's like we have that for a while. It's mm-hmm. not just like we have this for a couple episodes and then we're back to the transgenderless wasteland mm-hmm. that is media. Um, and it's it's a really sweet coming of age story about these two friends like exploring gender and being like, help me, how do I how do I uh, do this? How do I talk to my family? How do I talk to my friends? What do? And it's just really nice to see that uh a transgender characters and b transgender characters having support in Mm -hmm. what they're doing instead of just being like i'm not gonna listen to anyone i'm gonna do what i need to do and it's like but oftentimes there is that support network thank goodness because unlike media people can be more open-minded yay yeah so uh highly recommend that series There's another one uh, that's much older, Family Compo. Almost every character is trans or gender nonconforming. That's beautiful. And it's like an early 90s manga. That's very rare for the early 90s. Right?
1: And it's not like super problematic?
0: I can't entirely confirm that, but it looked like a very typical slice of life. And on uh, the forum I found it on, it was attributed to being a very good representation of trans life in that it was just just really normal in, in the early 90s every day yeah
1: if that's legit i respect the hell out of that yeah like, that's always been one of my big criticisms of every representation of transgender people is that it's always tragic yeah you don't get healthy happy trans folk in media
0: no. No, which then gives you the lens that there are no happy, healthy trans folk apparently. I mean,
1: as as far as the media is concerned, we're basically all about to kill ourselves.
0: Oh, yeah, obviously. but so if you want some more uh, happy, healthy tropes, there's also I know Shintaikiriku, uh, which is a quirky little romance manga. um follow, <laughs> yeah, that was the description. I can't claim that. Uh, Following our main character, uh, Sarah, who's a super cutesy uh, trans girl who, much to her mother's frustration, has decided to attend her new school as a girl and falls in love with the most popular boy in school. And it's just very shoujo. Mm -hmm. It's apparently very straightforward shoujo. There's nothing really, like, it's not even focused on that she's trans. Just an aspect of a character. yeah. Nice. It's just like, that's the conflict between her and her mother, but beyond that, there's no conflict between her and the boy that she likes. Yay. Yeah. Yay. But that's actually an older series, too, which I find interesting. Um, what happened in the 90s <laughs> in <I> Japan?
3: <laughs> right. It's always interesting to look at manga in like the early 90s, They're not really well, the 90s and then the early 2000s, because I feel like that's where a lot of the best, well, not well, yeah, a lot of really well represent representative, like um, progressive, per, yeah, progressive, yeah, more progressive storylines come out, like like Nana and then all the transgender um, ones that you listed, um, and just other well. Extremely progressive, actually, for the time. Yeah. And more progressive than currently, which yeah. is odd it's, to me. It's kind
0: of the same trend we saw with, like, television in the 90s being well representative of uh, black people, but then suddenly we have all-white casts again.
1: We had internet market testing, is oh. what we had.
0: Oh, that explains a lot. Yay!
3: We're <laughs> like, you know, if you look back at t- television shows, too, that seem to... Be more progressive in their time. Like Friends was extremely progressive for the early, for the 90s period. Like, you know, mm-hmm. talking about surrogate pregnancy and lesbians getting married and uh, possibility of characters being gay. And like it, it dealt with a whole lot of issues, really. And it, you don't really see that
0: anymore. Yeah. Go 90s. Go 90s.
1: Yay! So you take Ross out of that show, and it's pretty <laughs> progressive. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it's, Ross out. Except for Ross, yeah, pretty progressive.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, overall, uh, there are a lot of examples of trans characters in uh, anime and manga, but unfortunately, there is—I'm going to venture to say—probably more around seventy percent being the trap trope and it's there as the one joke, or maybe they stick around, but it's still, at some point, they're going to be like, oh, she's really cute, and it's like, actually, she's a man. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So. Uh, Great stuff. Yeah. Enter at your own risk, but there are some gems within there. Definitely check those out. But
1: Wandering Sun sounds good. I'm definitely going to check yeah. that
0: one out. Yeah. Yeah. I watched... Uh, part of the first episode and it was super great it's also super pretty it's like all watercolor looking i love it um but going back to still art forms like manga we have comics which Mm. uh check out the last episode of the coven for uh the state of the comics industry and women uh guess what spoiler spoiler, it's great it's great (laughs) it's It's
2: awesome (laughs) there's no problem it's
3: completely (laughs) equal (laughs) There's yeah. There's no misrepresentation. It's beautiful. No.
1: Everyone's ideas are accepted as equal. None of the none of the writers of any gender are being harassed, especially not disproportionately one.
0: Yeah. No. Don't don't worry about it, guys. But
3: it's no longer an issue. Yeah. Spoil-
0: spoiler again.
3: This is super facetious. <laughs> it's we're terrible. We're being really
1: sarcastic. Go listen
2: to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but,
0: so uh, within comics, although uh, at the end of that episode, I did argue that we, we are getting better. We are. We are getting better, as with most things are getting better. But there is further capacity to get even more better uh, that I don't think a lot of people have taken those steps. But they can. They have the capacity to in the future. So crossing fingers and uh, being salty currently. But so there was a specific series uh, that came out called Alters in which our main character was uh, trans. And I thought it was really prolific for the fact that the very first or not the very first, but one of the main covers was, uh, I don't know if there's a specific term for it, but just the uh, transgender sign um, as the main cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah I,
1: I know what you're talking about. I don't know what. I don't know if it has a name.
0: Yeah. It's... It's the
1: thing where the two gender symbols are combined, and then there's also the third marker showing um, androgyny.
0: Yeah. That one, if you have that in your head. I don't even
1: know what the normal symbols are called.
0: Yeah. I do not even know how to Google it. They're the things from Pokemon,
1: plus a third one.
0: (laughs) There we go. It's Pokemon, and then another, uh, essentially. But, uh, so that was one of the covers. So obviously we're dealing with a trans character and that's going to be dealt with really well, right? Maybe. So, uh, so promising. I was so promising. That's, that's been the general consensus is that, uh, our main character chalice, uh, is her chosen name. Uh, she's dealing with the double life trope of being, of living a life as a man and then living a life as a woman slash superhero mutant dealio. Um, Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff to handle at once for a person, I definitely think. Um, uh, So, and I like specifically in the description for this, uh, so, she will face the world as Chalice, a hero for a new age. But as Chalice navigates the path to becoming her true self, she must juggle the complications of her civilian life and the responsibilities of her newfound power. Um...
1: Nowhere does it mention that the struggles of her civilian life are 100% that she is trans and nothing else ever enters her life. The only problem is ever trans.
0: Yeah, I also like the uh, middle paragraph here. From a diverse team of creators composed of different genders, gender identities, ethnic backgrounds, and sexual orientations comes a groundbreaking first ever superhero series with a central transgender protagonist created by a mainstream writer. I like, feel like mainstream writer was kind of like a backhanded thing.
1: Yeah. Like, I I didn't like that. And the disclaimer just made me think Assassin's Creed. Like, I appreciate what it was doing, but.
0: Yeah. I'm looking him up, too, because I'm wondering if our our uh, writer here, Paul Jenkins. Um, what, what, is he a white man? Is he cisgendered? I'm, I'm wondering. Not familiar um, with him. Mm-mm. Yeah.
1: But then again, I'm just not familiar with anyone by name terrible
0: yeah I'm, that's I'm that's just the thing like whoever wrote this
3: comic or this particular story wasn't that no and then I'd never find out who it was I'm
1: really only good about names with movies yeah I'm terrible with names in any other creative medium
3: mm-hmm like comic books I I could tell you honestly the only person
0: I know who writes comic books Stanley
1: I was gonna say Gail yeah. Simone but yeah I guess I <laughs> know hey. Stanley too.
0: <laughs> also Stanley yeah. yeah so I can't confirm uh, their gender identity or sexual orientation. Um, but I bring that up because we had the issue in the last... Wait. What, I'm, what I'm just going to throw it out yeah.
1: there. Having read some of it, I would guess that this is a cisgender straight man writing this comic. See that? That's... I, would, I would guess that just because of the ubiquity of the problem of being trans. Yeah. Which is kind of the feeling I get, like, is the perception from the outside that... That is our character arc right. That's all that exists.
0: That's that's you deal with that and then wait problems other than that question mark yeah exactly so yeah i bring i bring up uh their gender identity and uh who they are because we had the problem that we talked about in the last episode of the coven definitely check that out where uh the team behind the first cover of Ironheart, the new iron man series Mm -hmm. in which our main character is a 15 year old black girl yay and
1: the first cover was super
0: yeah super super sexualized
1: wait no the first cover
0: the the alternate cover. Yeah, sorry. okay, I was yeah. gonna say the very yeah. first one that came out. The was very awesome, first one was me got great. me so hyped. But the alternate cover, which was approved by everyone, is super sexualized of this. Fifteen-year-old girl. It looks
1: like it's a tr- uh, like a twenty-seven-year-old woman.
0: Yeah, with from the again from like the late eighties, early nineties, because of the style of clothes that mm-hmm. comic writers just keep insisting on drawing women in. But uh, no one can
1: let go of Jubilee.
0: No, no, <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. But uh, and that problem was probably centered around the fact that everyone writing uh, Riri was straight white dude.
1: That's not a, most of the it's comics. It's so hard to be all. a
0: straight white man though. It's
3: straight I know <laughs> white yeah, <exactly>. man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's it's hard out there. Shout out Straight of. white man. Yes. <laughs> 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 but but yeah, like like you said, especially in uh the Mary Sue article we read in anticipation of this podcast, essentially chalice first of all, chalice is I don't want to say it's like kind of like a Freudian slip name, but that's...
1: That never crossed my mind, but now I'm never going to unthink that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of vaginal? Yeah. Chalice? Uh, anyway, but... I uh... could totally
1: see a terrible straight white man fantasy writer using that to describe a vagina in a sex scene. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's how I feel Love
0: about it. chalice. Exactly, basically, yeah. <laughs> I just see a golden chalice, oh and, my and gosh. It, oh god, no. uh, now you're not no. gonna unsee it. I'm sorry for putting that there,
3: because <laughs> I was like, uh, you know what, chalice, chalice, you know, is is heavy, it's good, it, it, it's it means strength and Well, now it's the vagina. vagina. Now it's a yeah. vagina. <laughs> if, anything, I mean, if any, if any part of the strong, human, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, if
1: any part of the human <laughs> body represents strength, it, it's
3: a vagina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh Goes through i a love lot i love those conversations <laughs> but uh
3: <so laughs> yeah a lot of
0: people pointed that out um after reading the comic initially and that was never really addressed oh but obviously i hope that wasn't yeah.
3: deliberate oh my gosh but i, I hope it wasn't deliberate because now i just i can't
0: stop thinking about the correlation yeah at all <laughs> can't do <learn. laughs> you need to start a podcast called the correlation
3: oh <laughs> the, the correlation got jokes <laughs>
0: <laughs> but oh, oh so, god. <sighs> anyway, Chalice's entire <gasps> personality revolves around the fact that they're trans.
1: Only in like the civilian sections. You really yeah. do get some depth in the hero sections. Okay. Like I'm not gonna knock that, but you don't ri- don't write slice of life if you can't write slice of life. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah.
0: Was there also when you read it? I I also read that some of the issue was that. When, uh, Chalice was quote-unquote in girl mode. They changed
1: the art style they, on her. Yeah. They do. They, so like, that part of the article was 100% correct. You Like, you very much, they very much draw her with a feminized face when she's in superhero mode, and it's just like...
0: But wait.
1: Your face... <sighs> They deal with shapeshifters and stuff, and oh, I never okay. got far enough to, like, know if that's, like, a thing. Or
0: just, like, really amazing contouring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I...
0: <laughs>
1: but, yeah, I don't know. yeah. it's uh, from the bit that I read. Yeah. Maybe. So,
0: <laughs> maybe check out alters, but definitely check, check out... Check it out
1: with caution.
0: Yeah. But ones that I can give the go-ahead on include um, Kim and Kim, uh, one of the main Kims... Is trans, and that's just thrown out there and never mentioned again. Essentially, just a
1: piece of character information. Just, yes, almost like it is in the real world.
0: Yeah, almost. Could you imagine uh, Lumberjanes, which isn't again something entirely confirmed, but I can't imagine it not being because the writer Noel Stevenson is like hugely progressive and amazing. Mm. Um, one of the very one of the main main characters is trans, uh, and it goes on to like Rat Queens and Saga good examples of trans representation that's not like this person is trans Mm -hmm. amazing look how progressive i'm being as a writer
1: and then one of the things that like frustrates me in comics is the automatic discrediting of web comics Mm -hmm. which is where i find most of like the best representation like even written by straight cisgender men you get genuinely good and like well done representation of trans people like off the cuff, um, dumbing of age and questionable content both feature like a number, like questionable content has my favorite trans character of all time. Dumbing of age features a number of people who deal with like that as a thing in their life, but they also have other things going on. It's just I I hate that that medium is discredited for some reason. Especially
0: when, again, like you said, it's such a progressive uh, medium in general because you can put whatever you want in there without having to worry of what is the higher-ups going to say. Is there going to be internet backlash? Usually there's not because you're already serving a very specific group of people who agree with you on things.
1: It very much feels like um, this punching down from... A group that is already looked at negatively. Like um comics are treated as not art and not literature. Yeah. So you kinda you totally get the thing of one oppressed group punching down a different oppressed group to be above another group. Yeah. And it just it doesn't make sense Stepping because they like, on
0: everyone else's next to get ahead.
1: This is art and writing. It's supposed to be have a low barrier of entry, and this is a way for a lot of people to get their stories out mm-hmm. there. So it's and, just That's one of the things that's been most frustrating for me in comics recently, is that part of the culture.
0: Yeah. And uh, in questionable content, what's her name? Claire. Claire. Claire is like, usually when I see like trans representation in nerdy media, like this podcast, it's Claire. That's the central image used on that. Claire is a uh, darling. And I love that, that we, especially when... We talk about nerdy media. Oftentimes, nerdy media happens because it's nerds creating media. Mm-hmm. It's we want something filled in this gap where we don't see what we want.
1: If Well, if you want it so much, why don't you go make it? And then yeah. we did. And
0: then we did, and it was wonderful. Thank you very much. But, uh, yeah, I, I can not uh, suggest enough to check out web comics as a medium in general. If you're going to check out
1: questionable content... Start at page 1000.
0: That's foreign.
1: You don't miss out on a whole lot of story. Okay. And the art style and writing are infinitely better by that point. Okay. And it's coming right up on like all of the best characters and arcs. So page 1000.
0: Cool. That's where I'm going to start because I really would like to. I think I tried to meet start Claire at the around, very...
1: You meet Claire around page, like, 1100 and change, I think.
0: Okay, because I think I started at the very beginning, it's and I was hard. like, what is this? This isn't what I was told. Yeah. yeah. So things can evolve, and uh, developers and writers and artists can evolve. And I think, in general, uh, the uh, nerd media industry, we'll, as we'll call it, uh, can do some more to evolve toward inclusion of trans characters and the proper treatment of trans characters that we do have.
1: Really just more diversity within the representation, both in terms of the types of characters and the situations we find those characters in.
0: Exactly. And that's what we're all about here at The Coven Podcast. Yes. I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today was the... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you
1: just hard <laughs> sigh on her? How dare you? I,
0: I, I see what you're aggressively no. saying. lie. No. no, the wonderful, the amazing, <laughs> the correlation to everything. <laughs>
3: Um, Your druid of decibels, Cora Wilson, who sighs right back at you.
2: Oh my god. (laughs) The (laughs) most (laughs) (laughs) passive-aggressive.
0: The most (laughs) passive-aggressive argument ever is just two people in a room sighing. I love it. (laughs) But, uh, and the wonderful and lovely.
1: Oh, CJ Streetman. Still nothing. We'll get it eventually.
0: We'll get there. We'll be that trio. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, but uh, this has been the Coven Podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes, especially the comic books episode, which is coming out very soon. It's probably already out as soon as this is out. So, um, And also, uh, take a moment to be aware of Trans Awareness Week this week and uh, the 20th Transgender Day of Remembrance. And uh, if you skip back to the beginning, there is the uh, Trans Lifeline hotline, which is always open and something that's out there should you need it. And remember, the Coven podcast knows that you're valid and we believe that you're valid. And you matter. And you matter. And we love you. We love you. <laughs> Hear from Byte <laughs> at com or on our SoundCloud, Ball State Daily, or on our iTunes. Check that out.